Hello, welcome to the Cheese of the Day, the official cheese cast of the North Coast Co-op, brought to you by Cheese Toast. Oh, Cheese Toast. Yeah. My name is Veronica. I'm the cheese department head at the North Coast Co-op in Arcata. And I'm here with my fellow cheese nerd. Thomas, I'm the cheese department head in the Eureka location, and I love cheese toast too. Yeah, cheese toast. So today we're going to talk about why is cheddar orange? And I didn't really have a definitive answer for this really until I researched this a bit more. And it's kind of an interesting, interesting thing. I read an NPR article all about how 17th century fraud gave rise to bright orange cheese. Wouldn't you know? This is shaping up to be a very Thomas episode. I love crazy history stories. Yeah. I love 17th century fraud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You sent me this article and I read through it. It is a fantastic read. Uh, We will include it in our show notes for you guys as well. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I really didn't expect to find such a great article. Yeah, there's quite a bit there. There is. And, uh, yeah. And and just just to be clear, we're talking about the the bright orange cheddars. Yeah. Of the, the the cheeses you see out there in the case that are like, okay, that's that's dairy colored, that's dairy color, and then there's that one that one of these is not like the other. Yeah. And it's bright funny, orange. When I pumpkin bu- orange. Before I learned so much about cheese years ago. You know, you'd buy cheese puffs or something and it would say sharp white cheddar flavor and be like oh and somehow it seemed like whiteness of cheese was an indicator of it being more sharp but then i would see like sharp cheddar that was orange and i'd be like well why why is it orange and then you assume that the cheese is colored with i don't know red number five and yellow number six and yeah and something like that i definitely had the same impression growing up that like oh this is like commodity everyday cheddars that mom buys from the store you know, like the mild cheddar that I have in my sandwich every day, that cheddar's orange, but good cheddar, fancy cheddar... Is white. The aged stuff from Wisconsin, that stuff is just just pale, milk-colored. Right. Yeah. Which and it's always sharper. The history kind of flip-flops that a bit, because way back when, when they were making cheese before they were coloring it with anything, the cheese would kind of naturally become colored because of the fat on the cows in the milk, the grasses they were eating, and that would in turn color the cream Yeah, that was in the cheese that was being made. Back in the days of uh, micro farming and little tiny dairies, that, yeah. that variability in the production of cow's milk, cow's milk, your cow's milk might be different colors at different times of year, different times of day, depending on the milking, mm-hmm. all of those things. And all of those colors ended up in the final product back before yeah. mass production and standardizing and wanting well, wanting that perfect row in the grocery store that all looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently in the 17th century in England, uh, lots of cheese had a natural yellowish-orange pigment. Because the cheese came from milk of certain breeds of cows, such as Jersey and Guernsey cows. Um, Their milk tends to be richer in color from beta-carotene in the grass they eat. Beta-carotene. That's something I recognize. So then it became a sign of a high-quality 
product was to have the cheese that was made from the milk be kind of a pale yellow, light orange color. That's interesting. That's when I read that, it reminded me of uh, the Kerry Gold Creameries and mm-hmm. them advertising themselves currently grass fed. Grass fed, and a lot of their dairy products have that yellowish hue to them. Dubliner. Dubliner. Lots of people are familiar with Dubliner, uh, and it their is their butter that, as well. Yeah, has that that sort of golden hue. As the mark of quality, these cows, the milk is full of beta carotene from those rich grasses they've been mm-hmm. fed on. Yeah. And even the um, Organic Valley has their little grass-fed line. And oh, those yeah. white cheddars are kind of yellow, light. I don't know. I don't know if you could say light orange. but Yeah, like, a, like a creamy yellow They're color. definitely more yellow than like the raw milk sharp or, or something that yeah, we have yeah. in the case. Um so many English cheesemakers realizing that they could make more money if they skimmed the cream off the milk and then sold the cream or then made butter from the cream and sold that also. And so then their cheese they made was lacking in that rich color and they needed a way to like fake it and make it look like it was still that high quality product yeah. and they weren't skimming the fat off. That high quality product, because at the time there must have been cheeses that that people were making with skim milk that had the fat removed, but they would all be much paler in color mm-hmm. because the, the beta carotene in the milk is all in the fat and in mm-hmm. the cream. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. 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 And so they started adding color from things like saffron or marigold, carrot juice. And later they started adding annatto, which is from the seeds of a tropical plant. So whenever you're looking at cheese labels and you're reading the ingredients and it lists annatto as an ingredient, it's totally natural. It's not trademark natural flavors or anything like that. It's it. And you can actually yeah. find annatto in our bulk section. In the Arcata store, they have it. I just in checked the, downstairs oh. in the Eureka bulk department. Uh, we don't have it. We used to carry it, but there wasn't as much demand for it. Yeah. It's used in a few recipes as a as a flavor ingredient, I gather. Yeah, and uh, it's I guess it's used a lot in Indian food. Okay. Yeah, but it has a very strong pigment. When you look at the seeds in the jar in the bulk department, yeah. I mean, if you handled them with your hands, it would turn your fingers orange. They are these little teeny seeds. Uh, what like a? They remind me of like the size of a small lentil, probably. Yeah, they're and kind they're of bright red in color. Yeah, just they're a like deep color. Brick Brick red. Yeah. Yeah. They're like ochre, <laughs> red ochre color. Pretty cool. And it doesn't take much to make that really bright color. So I don't think the annatto lends any flavor to the cheese. Yeah. I read that the Spanish used it to illuminate manuscripts when they first came to the Americas. Really? Yeah. You can make paint out of it, apparently. Oh, and, well, yeah. And inks, dyes, everything. Yes. You can also eat it. Yeah. <laughs> the devious cheesemakers of the 17th century use these colorings to pass their products off as the full fat, naturally yellowish orange cheese the Londoners had come to expect. So then, of course, this tradition, cheesemakers moving over to the United States, took that tradition of coloring it with them. And mm-hmm. now it's just so normalized, we expect it. But now it's kind of taken this other turn where people think that orange cheese is dyed unnaturally. Yeah. It is kind of weird that we still dye it, but 
It's a little weird. And we still use an auto, which they started using in the... <laughs> the 17th century. The 17th century, the early... Yeah. Early, early days of cheesemaking in the, in the U.S. Uh, we're still using that same ingredient, which is interesting to me. I also think it's worth noting for the people at home that I don't think it started out when we started dyeing cheese back in the day, or these, these early fraudulent cheesemakers started dyeing cheese. I don't think they started going with that vibrant orange color. They were probably no. shooting for a more natural color, right. adding little bits of it. And then it just increased over time. And then after after the after the jig was up and their fraud had been discovered, then they started going for those brighter, more vibrant <laughs> colors. Which yeah. I mean, I guess psychologists have said for a long time that warm colors attract people to products. Apparently, reds, oranges, orange is supposed to is supposed to uh, inspire hunger in people. Oh. I think that's psychologically I love proven. That phrasing, inspire hunger. I feel inspired to eat lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, isn't that a cool thing? That is a cool thing. Uh, and I think it, we have a, an important duty in bringing this to the attention of our customers. Uh, a lot of I've heard from a lot of our customers that they don't want cheese that has additives in it, mm-hmm. and that dye. Yes, it's an additive. But it is an additive that is a foodstuff that you might find called for in another recipe. Yeah. You probably had it in the Indian food you picked up and take out. When it was in the bulk department, I believe it was in with the spices. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. And that, it's nice to know that our cheese is colored with a more natural product. It's also nice to note that that product, uh, first of all, if you're into making cheese yourself, and you're picking up cheese supplies, cheese making supplies at the arcade co-op, you can also get an auto at the co-op. You could. You could make your own orange cheddar. You can. You can pretend to be a 17th century cheese fraudster. (laughs) That makes cheese making more exciting. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, you can even aim for not using so much and trying to replicate that buttery yellow color of the full-fat grass-fed milk cheese nice okay you could why don't we take a quick break and afterwards we'll, we'll dig a little deeper into sort of how the history of an auto developed over time and became tradition uh but first a quick break for a word from our sponsors the north coast co-op cheese the day is the official cheese cast of the north coast co-op your local member-owned and organic certified grocery store where everyone is welcome now back to the cheese nerds. Welcome back. We are going to continue our discussion on colored cheeses. Excellent. Anato. Anato. It's not bad. No, it's it's like okay. It's fine. It's not <laughs> weird. Red like number five and yellow number six. Yeah, it's not. and if we had ties to the anato farming industry. We would tell you we're not shilling for an auto right now. Like, oh, you should buy orange cheese. It's nutritious somehow. Well, it's just a cheese tradition that stretches pretty far back into history. I mean, the 17th century. Yeah, it was fraud at first, but it's it not was, fraud exactly. anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, it is traditionally added to quite a few European cheeses that are that have name protected statuses and are highly regulated. It's just it's. 
they've been doing it for so many hundreds of years now that it's just traditional so that we we keep on doing it yeah yeah uh, the cheese that comes to mind first is mimolette uh which is a french cheese a nice dry uh it's it's basically a french knockoff of of edam don't tell any french people that they they would it's it's its own separate cheese in french and it has a name protected status and yes it's a distinct cheese but it's very suspiciously similar mm-hmm. to Dutch Edam mm-hmm. or oh, Adam. There's a long history of lots of contention. Oh, there's a long history there. And the, the story of how that cheese came to be is, is going to be a future podcast. I fell down a whole rabbit hole researching that, and it's fascinating. But basically, they needed some, some Edam and couldn't get it, so they made a French version of it. And when they did that, the French government said... Put an auto in it to distinguish it from the Dutch version. Yeah. So that people can tell the difference. It's like a little a little stamp of official Frenchness. Yes. This pleasant orange color. Yeah. Bimolette is delicious. It really is delicious. And it's beautiful. It looks like a little it looks like a little orange pumpkin. Yeah, it's a fun shape. The wheel is is almost spherical. But it, a it's little, like a little tiny ball. It kind of has a slight depression in the top. Just a little tiny bit. In one on the bottom. So it looks like it looks like yeah, a, it'll, it'll sit flat. A crazy pumpkin. Yeah. It looks a lot like when you cut it in half. It's it's a great cheese for uh, Halloween or fall in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can eat it year round. But I don't know why I feel the need to decorate my home during the fall with cheese. But <laughs> I kind of want to with that one. <laughs> just to have, have a wheel of mimolette yeah, sitting just, on the on the table. A ball. I wonder if trick-or-treaters would be disappointed if I just put mimolette out. I think many Not would. that I get many, but... Yeah. 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 Okay, that's a bad idea. Scratch that. Don't do that at home, folks. Anyway, other... Give the kids candy. Colored cheeses. Um, I just thought that Moonster we have, the really basic macadam brand oh, Moonster. yeah. That... It's... It's got an auto on the outside. An auto, yeah, a lot of a lot of those cheeses with the red exterior, the bright red exterior, that's a natto, or sometimes a natto mixed with paprika. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Creating exciting colors. It doesn't really, I don't think it lends really any flavor. A cheese that I really want to bring in, Mahone. That's another one that's got paprika and a natto mm-hmm. rubbed onto the outside of it a lot of time. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Look forward to announcements about that cheese. Yes. I think I've decided to, to go for it. You heard oh. it here first, folks. Sometimes annatto is used to color cheeses to make it look like it might be a washed rind cheese. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. I guess that's kind of another form of fraud. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I think it's... it's I would say it's more... A form of, of emulating the, the pleasant exterior. Uh, so for folks at home, washed rind cheeses, we've kind of covered this before, I think. But just a quick recap, washed rind cheeses have been washed with uh, a, a brine solution. Like a, yeah, or, like or the brine, alcohol. sometimes alcohol. And that encourages the growth of particular bacteria. organisms. Yeah. Bacteria. I, I, I believe it's called a, a yeast-like bacteria. Bee mm. linens or bee linens, I've read before, which I always, when I see the abbreviated yeah. bee, I always think bed linens. And that, it's not that, but that's how I remember <laughs> bed it. Linens. <laughs> it's uh, bee linens. Let's see. And it's got that, that t- 
tacky, sticky, yeah. brick red to orange exterior. Yeah. On a washed rind cheese. But the interior, the paste on a washed rind cheese is usually not that same color. It's just a growth on the outside to create the right aging environment. Yeah. Yeah, we don't Stinky really need to, bacteria, to dive in. Brevi bacterium. Brevi linens. bacterium. That's right. That's why it's bee linens. That's why it's brevi bacterium linens. Or yes. linens, possibly. I'm not sure how to pronounce linens? that. Linens? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not anyway, a cheese scientist. The foot stinky cheeses of the world. Yeah, yeah. Like a pois. Telegio. Uh, Telegio. This new one I brought in called Campagne. I need from, to try that. From Ajay Dauphinois. That sounds exciting. After we're done recording here, we can go downstairs and try some. I can't wait for that. But. Um, Breberus. Dargental. Looks like. It might be a washed rind cheese. It's got that that brick red exterior. But then it's got a little bloominess on it. Yeah. Which some it, some washed rind cheese, like Telegio, I think of, it's got that orange exterior, but, but it's also got it's, other molds growing on it. Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's been sitting around for a little bit until I get to cut it. And that's really exciting looking, but it is delicious. Sometimes it looks like an old, dirty construction brick. <laughs> it does. On the outside. On, just on the outside. Just on the inside, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it smells like the feet of the gods. <laughs> <laughs> but gods that have been, like, running and doing heavy exercise. <laughs> Sweating. Um, yeah. I don't know if we're selling that really well. Anyway, Telegio is delicious. Breberus d'Argental looks like a wash rind cheese, and it's not. It's colored with an auto to make it look like it might be a washed rind cheese. Yeah. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Tricky. So they've got the wheel, they cover it in an auto, and they let that bloomy rind grow. So it's actually just a bloomy rind-ripened cheese. Yeah, it's a a soft-ripened cheese, like uh, the Brebby Daphinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, from that same manufacturer as Brebby Daphinois, the the Campagne that I just brought in, Campagne from Fromager Daphinois, that is a washed rind cheese. They wash the rind. They do that step. It's official. Those bee linens, those bed linens bacteria start growing. <laughs> Don't start that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's the only way I can remember. The bee linens bacteria, they start growing. They create the little bit of that rind. But they don't want it to be foot of the gods level stinky. They don't let it go that far. So to just to keep the right color, they mm-hmm. add a natto so you can tell it's a washed rind cheese. And it also blooms out a little. It's it's not. There's that same mold uh-huh. that's on the outside of. Brie. I'm intrigued. It's a, it's a I really want to see this and try it. Now. But it, it lets them achieve the right. There's a little bit of that washed rind flavor, and but, quite a bit of that. Yeah. Brie flavor. It's very creamy, very soft, mm. with just a little bit of that savoriness from the washed rind. Wow, oh, yeah. making just me hungry. Just a tiny bit. It's a very subtle cheese, and I really like it. Got to try that. You will. I might be having to order that next. All of you at home, come on into the Eureka location and ask about it, and I'll point it out to you. Probably soon the Arcata location. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a competition, but uh, you can get it in Eureka right now. Right now. Yes. Well, do we have more cheeses to add to that list? Uh, there's, or? A f- there's quite a few other cheeses out there with a natto in them traditionally. A whole bunch of goudas we suspect. We During the break we were we were googling looking up various cheeses in the case. Uh, Beamster 
that's a great Dutch mm-hmm. Gouda. Um, yeah. That's got a natto. It's got a really pretty ochre flavored or ochre colored interior. You're talking about the XO, the extra aged yeah, one. Yeah, Beanster XO. Oh, that's a good Gouda. And the, I it bet really the vintage is. aged Gouda. I bet so. I'd believe that. And lots, lots of other Goudas that. Yeah, just so many. That have that little past just yellow color yeah, yeah. in the paste. There's. There's quite a few out there. If you start looking at the ingredients list on the back of your cheeses, you'll start seeing a natto right and left. And in a whole host of other foods, by the way. It's used mm-hmm. in breakfast cereals and all kinds of places. A lot of natural alternatives to various foods use a natto in place of something like Red 17 or Red Number 5. Because it's totally natural. Because it's totally natural. And it's a really potent color. Yeah. Well, it goes a long way. It's worth... Uh, pointing out that uh, allergies to it are very rare, but apparently they do exist. Oh. Uh, I, I, in my research on Anato, I did find one study from the 1970s that found that a few people who are suffering chronically from hives, sometimes the reason for that is because they're allergic to Anato. And what? it's in a lot of foods. What a bummer. It is a bummer. But it, it, it seems to be exceptionally rare. But that exists, and you can find plenty of cheeses without a natto if that's you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that concludes today's episode. I think so. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're interested in uh, our cheese podcast or any of these topics we're talking about, come visit our cheese department at either of our stores located at 811 I Street in Arcata or 25 Fourth Street in Eureka. Please follow the North Coast Co-op on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at northcoast.coop. That's C-O-O-P. If you want more cheese content and you would like to subscribe to our email list, please visit northcoast.coop slash cheese. And our email list will include things like cheese wisdom from the Co-op Cheese Nerds, Handpicked cheese recommendations, upcoming cheese department news and events, exclusive deals on cheese, and early access to new and exciting cheeses. 